Hello, my wonderful friends. How are you doing? Apostle Joseph Helen here, coming to you live from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm also doing a podcast recording at the very same time. So I welcome my podcast audience from different nations of the world. This is, of course, Professor TV, the table of heavenly contents. And being Monday, I'll be teaching you on wisdom for finances. The topic for this episode is how to turn virtue into money. How to turn virtue into money. All right. So what is virtue? Now, I like going to scriptures to get definitions of words because all scriptures God breathed and is profitable. Scripture is profitable. That means the one who knows the word of God has profit. So if you go to the book of Proverbs 31 verse 10, Proverbs 31 verse 10, uh, you will find the definition of uh, virtue. Proverbs 31 verse 10. Let me just read that for you right now. And it says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her prize is far above rubies. Who can find a virtuous woman? Now, the word virtuous is the Hebrew hayil. Hayil. C-H-A-Y-I-L. Hayil. And it means strength. It means might, it means efficiency, it means wealth. It even stands for an army, okay? So wealth, strength, efficiency, these are certain attributes that are so significant for success. You need to be strong, you need to have might. Now strength and might are found in the Holy Spirit. In the book of Isaiah 11 verse 2, The Bible talks about Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord shall come upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Those are three spirits. The spirit of the Lord is one spirit. That's the one that gives us power from the supernatural. The spirit of wisdom. There are different types of wisdom. And I've taught them over and over again. And I'll consistently repeat them for your benefit. The spirit of understanding. That's discernment really. And then the spirit of might. The spirit of power, the spirit of might. In fact, it says the spirit of counsel and might. So counsel is when you get extraordinary strategies from the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is a wonderful counselor. He's our extraordinary strategist. He gives us strategy for the things we ought to do. So that's called counsel. And then there's the spirit of might. This is the spirit that gives you power, including physical power, to do the things you need to do. Emotional strength, mental strength, in fact, intellectual equity, the strength that enables you to solve difficult problems, the strength that enables you to go through difficult emotional moments, and the strength that enables you to physically walk, physically run, physically do things that require physical strength. Okay? So that's called the spirit of might. So the Spirit of God wants to strengthen you physically. You know, there are certain people who wake up tired, physically tired. There are certain people who are ever feeling tired. Oh, they, they keep saying, oh, I feel tired. Oh, I feel tired all the time. You need the Spirit of might. How does one get the Spirit of might? By saying so. By saying, I have the Spirit of might. This is how you activate the things of God. I can see my wonderful friends on an evening. God bless you. Love you so much. My precious sister, Lily David's online. Love you so very much. Isaac Malaka saying great advice god bless you love you guys so very much please tell your friends that the apostle of love is teaching on a wonderful topic invite your friends 
to come over to enjoy the blessing that the Lord has for us in his holy word. So there are seven spirits of God in the book of Isaiah 11 verse 2. I've already told you about the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So one gets filled with these spirits when first you know that they exist. And then when you say so, when you say, I'm full of might. And then when you talk in tongues, you build yourself up, you grow, okay? So Hayel is strength, it's might. And Hayel is also efficiency. We live in a society where efficiency is the most significant thing now. You need to be efficient in the things that you do. Speed and efficiency, especially in financial matters. You need to uh, solve problems quickly, you know, in speed. You need to provide services and goods and wherever people need in your society efficiently and quickly. If you go into a gas station or fuel station, as we call them in our country, you want to be served really quickly. If you go to a restaurant, you want the waiters and the waitresses serving you really fast. And if you go to the banking hall, you want your, the services, banking services to be done really quickly. It's called efficiency. So Hayel is efficiency. How do you get this? You practice. But first you get to know that these things are in the Word of God. And the Word of God, the Bible says, is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. That's the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 32. I commend you to the Word of God and to the power of His grace. That's, that's able to build you up. That's able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. The word, the word of God will build you up and the Word of God will give you an inheritance. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah. Mary Eunice is online. God bless you. Love you so very much. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay, so Hayel, C-H-A-Y-I-L, is strength, it's might, it's efficiency, and it also stands for wealth. Okay, so the word virtue really is strength, it's might, it's efficiency, it's also wealth. It also stands for an army. Okay, you know you're surrounded by angels of God. There are angels that are around you. You might not see them, but they do work and they do serve you. Okay, there are many scriptures that talk about Hayel, for example. In Genesis 34 verse 29, the Bible says, And all their wealth, the word wealth there is Hayel, and all their little ones and their wives took their captive and spoiled even all that was in the house. So virtue is wealth. Okay? That's a, just an example of a scripture that calls wealth virtue. Okay? And there are many other scriptures I would want to give you. Army, Exodus 14 verse 9. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, Hayel, overtook them and camping by the sea beside Bihari, Bihahiroth before Balzifon. That's when the Israelites were about to cross the Red Sea and Pharaoh to his Hayel, his army. Okay? You see, the army protects the borders of a country. So the word virtue stands for an army as well. Okay? Look at how powerful that is. Or, or an host. A host. Okay? It stands for strength. For example, if you look at the book of Psalm 60, verse 12, the Bible says, Through God we shall do valiantly, for He is, for it is He that shall tread down our enemies. To be valiant, that's Hayel. Okay? Through God we'll do valiantly. Yeah? 
Glory to Jesus. My precious wife says, my darling husband, I'm getting so blessed as I listen to you. I love you. I love you so very much. My Chichi, my Lulu, my last word, my Musky. She's so beautiful and so wonderful. And it is Valentine. You know, for me, ladies and gentlemen, if you know me very well, every day is Valentine. I love my wife on a daily basis. And I post those messages about loving her every single time. So this is why I don't really bother so much about Valentine's Day because I just think, oh, you mean there are people in the world who only see love once in a year, 14th of February. So for us, every Sunday, if you go to my Facebook page and Facebook wall, you'll find me celebrating my Valentine, my Chichi, my Lulu, my last one, my cover girl, you know? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So that's the reason why we... We don't take um, things that should happen on a daily basis. We don't. We don't really put so much. Uh, what do you call it? Emphasis on just one day. Of course, Christmas comes once a year. We really love that. I wish it would come three times a year. You know, <laughs> Christmas is such a wonderful time. And then, of course, we have Easter and the like. And we have our anniversary, which also happens once every year. But for us, every single day is a day to love. My work my calling in my wife's life my wife's life <laughs> sorry my wife f not v my calling <laughs> my calling in my wife's life is to love her on a daily basis every single moment every single hour every single second so that there is no special day that this love becomes stronger or more pronounced every single day if you if you ever visit us, you'll find us all the city together, all this laughing and, and loving each other. And we like taking pictures and posting them. So I love you so much, my precious darling. She says, you are the definition of love, my darling. I love you too. If I'm the definition of love, then you're the dictionary of love. Yeah? You're the thesaurus of love. Glory to God. Okay. So, <laughs> Deuteronomy 8.17 says, And you shall say in your heart, my, my power... And the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. So the word wealth is Hayil. Okay? So we've now established the fact that strength, might, and strength and might are really one of the seven spirits of God. Okay? The spirit of might. The spirit of might. You see, the Bible says you shall receive power when the spirit of God comes upon you. But the spirit of God is not just upon us. He's within us. So you can master the strength from within you and get out of bed. Because strength also stands for healing. Virtue stands for healing. Remember, virtue is actually an angel. There's a time in the book of Mark where uh, virtue left the body of Jesus. Virtue left him and healed the woman who had the issue of blood. You remember that? Yeah? Virtue left him. Virtue is a group of angels that are responsible for miracles. Things like healings, okay? Miracles and stuff like that. So they also stand for angels, yeah? For example, in 1 Kings 15 verse 20, the Bible says, So Ben-Hadad hearkened unto King Asa and sent the captains of the host. The word host there is virtue, which he had against the cities of Israel and smote uh, Ejon and Dan and Abel-Beth-Macha and Sineroth with all the land of Naphtali. So, 
a host, the word host is for an army, a physical army, but it's also for the angelic host. So that's the reason why virtues are groups of angels that are responsible for miracles. Okay? So when Jesus said, I felt virtue leaving my body, not only did he mean healing, the power to heal, he also meant the angels responsible for healing move from him to touch somebody. You see, whenever we say be healed in Jesus' name, angels of healing under Raphael. Raphael is the chief angel responsible for healing. His name is derived from Rapha, which means God the healer, and El, which means God. So God the healer, Raphael, God my healer. All right? Glory to God. So virtue is a group of angels. So the one who has virtue has angels. And I told you some time ago about angels of financial success. For example, Angel Gamaliel is the one responsible for compensation. Anytime you need to be compensated for work you've done or for something you've lost, Angel Gamaliel is the one to send to do that work. Say, Angel Gamaliel, go and collect my compensation and bring it to me in Jesus' name. And then there is Angel Gadiel. Angel Gadiel is the angel responsible for wealth. This is the angel that will bring you wealth. Say, Angel Gadiel, go and get me my wealth in Jesus' name. Many, many generations back, God established wealth in your family and the devil steals these things. He causes you to be ignorant and then he steals them. So Angel Gadiel is responsible for wealth, riches. Then, of course, you have Angel Raziel, the one who's responsible for secrets of finances, financial secrets. So you say, Angel Raziel, reveal the secrets of finances in this particular community for me. Reveal the secrets of finances in this particular work, in this particular field, in this particular project. I want to know the secrets. Finances have secrets. They are secrets. They are codes that will help you get money. And Angel Raziel is responsible for uh, revealing those things to you and decoding them for you. And then there's Angel Pathwell. It's the angel that opens financial doors. Financial doors. There's certain doors you'll walk right in and lose money. Yet the other doors you'll walk right, you walk right in and you make lots of money. So so quickly, Angel Pathwell is responsible for that. Then there's Angel Barakel. Angel Barakel is responsible for financial blessings. Five different angels, okay? So these are called virtues of financial blessings virtues or angelic hosts responsible for financial blessings. Glory to Jesus forevermore. I hope somebody's getting blessed. And if you're getting blessed, come on, let me know. Tell me. Say, Apostle, I'm getting blessed. These angels are ministering for me right now. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the law tells you, or logos, we have two things. There's logos and there's rema. L-O-G-O-S. Logic. Logos. Okay? Then there's rema. Rema is the spoken word, the word that you have made personal and then you speak forth. Now, in the Bible, if the Bible says he will send his angels to take charge over you, yeah, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone, Psalm 34, he will send his angels, he will, he'll give his angels charge over you. Now, if the Bible says that, that's Logos. Now, Logos won't help you. Logos is the entire revealed word of God. But for this word to be of help to you, you must turn it to Rema. How does one turn Logos to Rema? You say, angels, the Lord has sent angels. They are with me. They've taken charge of me. So today I shall not even dash my foot against stones. You personalize it, then it turns into Rema, then it has power. So if the Bible says by his stripes you have been healed, that's not going to bring you healing because it's Logos. What brings you healing is when you say, I am healed in Jesus' name. Okay, because I believe in Jesus, whose stripes bring healing. When you personalize it and make it the now word, not just 
a general truth or a past statement. You make it a now word. I am healed right now. So every time you read the Bible, turn the logos to rema. When you do that, you start seeing miracles. This is where most Christians don't get miracles because they don't know how to turn the word of God from logos to rema. They'll say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I lie down right now in green pastures. Yeah, I am enjoying the benefit of still waters. My soul is restored. Yeah, I walk in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, that even in the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he's with me. The Lord is with me. He's in me. Yeah, his staff and rod have comforted me. I have comfort. I'm prophetic. I have comfort. There's a table prepared before me right now in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, my cup is running over. My head is anointed with oil. My cup is running over. Goodness and mercy are following me wherever I go. Now and even forever. So you make the word of God present and the word of God personal. Then it becomes rema. Whether you find it in the Old Testament, whether you find it in the New Testament, you turn it into the present time word. Okay? So when I'm talking to you about Hayel, virtue, and Hayel means might, strength, efficiency, wealth, an army, a host of angels. So what do you do with this Hayel? You say, I have might. I have strength. I'm efficient. You see, I am wealthy in Jesus' name. Angelic hosts are with me, working for me, serving me. That's how you turn the logos of God into Rema. You turn the written, revealed word of God, the generic word of God, to very specific, powerful instructions that will bring you results. Okay? Glory to Jesus. My precious wife says, hallelujah. We turn the word of God to Rema when we personalize the word of God by making declarations. Yes, personal, present declarations, not things in the past. But this is the reason why when people say, oh God, please help me, it never works. You say, my help is in the name of the Lord. I have been helped of the Lord. I am marvelously helped of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. That's how you get help. You don't beg, you personalize and declare then it becomes Rema. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Let's carry on. So, I hope by now you've understood what Hayel is. Yeah? Strength. Angels. Efficiency. Say, I'm efficient in Jesus' name. Alright? Don't say, oh, I'm so slow. Oh, I, I take so long to do the things I need to do. Uh, no, say, I'm efficient. If you say it long enough, you start acting like it. And it will change and transform your life. So don't say I'm broke, say I'm rich in Jesus' name. Okay? You see, when Paul said, And my God shall supply your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, he said, My needs have been supplied for right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I withdraw from my heavenly account in the name of Jesus. That's how you turn logos into Rema. Glory to God. Okay, remember, Hayil has been mentioned so many times in the Bible. I'm just going through scriptures and, and I have I have so many tens of them. So many scriptures that talk about Hayel. In fact, uh, to be precise, it's mentioned 238 times in the Bible. Of course, I wouldn't have time to read all the 238 references to the word Hayel. But we are in Proverbs 31 verse 10 and it says, Who can find a virtuous woman? And who can find a woman with Hayel 
who can find a woman who has strength, who has might, who is efficient, who is wealthy, who is surrounded by angels, who has an army surrounding her, serving her. Who can find? That means she's a rare type of woman. And the Bible says her price is far above rubies. Now, I'll explain to you something about rubies. It's a very precious stone. And I'm going to explain something to you. Rubies, for example, are used for making rings, especially rings that are used for engagement and for marriage. Yeah. So rubies are so expensive that one carat of rubies is 15,000 US dollars. It could be more right now. Now, carat, C-A-R-A-T, is the weight of precious metals. So, precious metals are measured in different ways. They're measured based on their strength, which is the Mohr scale, M-O-H scale, Mohr, Mohr scale. In the Mohr scale, diamond is one of, is the strongest, really. It's one of the strongest. It measures 10 in Mohr scale. Rubies measures 9 in Mohr scale. So, it's, you see, so the Bible says her price is, is far above rubies. That means she's stronger than rubies. She's wealthier than rubies. If one carat of rubies is $15,000 and it takes six carats to make a ring just for the finger. That is $90,000, right? Isn't it 90? Yeah. So one ring, a ring like this, made of rubies is $90,000 just for a ring. But the Bible does not say that her price above a ring. The Bible says her price is above rubies. All of them combined. She's wealthy, she's rich. And you see, any moment God talks about a woman, he's talking about the church. So you've got to say, my prize is above rubies. This is not just for women. Proverbs 31 is not just for women. It's for the body of Christ. For the church, the church is referred to as, is referred to in a feminine way. Okay? Because of how the church receives from God and God gives. The giver is male, the receiver is female, according to God's wisdom. So you say, my prize is above rubies. That's why I'm telling you, this is how to turn virtue into money. How to turn virtue into money. Speak it for. And you get to say, my price is above rubies. I'm expensive. I'm above one ring. You know, in financial value. I'm way above 90,000 US dollars. Just one ring. But see, a ring also stands for marriage. So it means virtue also stands for a blessed marriage. You see, a blessed marriage brings two people together. And the Bible says if, you know, Two is better than one. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 8. In fact, let, let me just uh, go to verse 9. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 says that two is better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. How beautiful. So a husband and a wife working together have a good reward for their labor. If you're on your own, the Bible says two is better than a person on their own. Two have a good reward for their labor. So when a husband and a wife come together, because of the ring, the wedding ring, when they come together, their price now will rise above rubies. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Appellate, my dears, watching, love you so very much. Okay? So, your marriage has a lot of advantages, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just a place of fights and disagreements and trouble and pain. Come on, open your eyes and see the benefits of your marriage. Because of the ring, the ring is symbolic of a covenant of married people coming together. It's a signet. It signs things, okay? It seals things. So that marriage of yours, if husband and wife are in agreement, even if, you see, I'm not talking about perfection, I'm talking about agreement. 
You may still have differences here and there, but mature, mature enough to come on to solve your, your problems, you know. Mature enough to deal with your differences. Okay, there's what we call forgiveness. There's reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5 says we are ministers of reconciliation. Verse 18, that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself. So he's appointed us to become ministers of reconciliation so that we can reconcile the world back to God. So if we've been given by the Holy Spirit power to reconcile the world back to God, then we ought to reconcile husband to wife, wife to husband. Family members ought to reconcile. It doesn't matter how much you've been hurt. We have power, we have might, we have emotional strength to reconcile. You see, you say sorry and the other one says, I forgive and bless you and I love you. You know, reconcile. And hold on to past hurts. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit, seven spirits of God that can help you deal with these things, okay? So, rubies, six carats, C-A-R-A-T-S, carats. That's the weight. So, six carats are used. Glory to God. Six carats, that weight is what you use to make a ring, okay? But carat, K-A-R-A-T, is the measure of the amount of gold in something. So, for example, 18 carat simply means 75% gold, okay? Uh, 14 carat is 58.3% gold. And if you go down to 10 carat, it's 41 point something percent gold, yeah? So there's 10, there's 14, there's 18, then there's 24. 24 carat is 100% gold. Now, that's precious but extremely soft. You see, gold is so soft, you could almost scratch it with your nails. It's extremely soft. So, K-A-R-A-T is the amount of gold, the percentage of gold in precious metal, but C-A-R-A-T is the weight. So, rubies is one carat of rubies, 15,000 US dollars. Six carats what we use for making a ring for marriage. It's 90,000 US dollars. And the Bible says in Proverbs 31 verse 10 that her price is above rubies. Who can find a high-yield woman, a woman of strength, a woman of might, a woman of efficiency, a woman of wealth, a woman who's surrounded by the angelic host. That's what Hayel or virtue stands for. But a woman in the Bible stands for the church of Jesus Christ. So both male and females are included in this scripture. And your price is above ruby. So you say, I have might, I have strength, I have efficiency, I'm efficient, you know, I'm wealthy. Okay, I'm surrounded by angelic hosts. My price is above rubies. So when you personalize and then confess in the present hour you turn the logos of God into Rema and it works for you nothing can stop it no demon can stop it the devil can stop it your uncle or auntie can stop it. your grandfather grandmother can stop it your government can't stop it your haters can't stop it those who love you can stop it nobody can stop it because you have turned the word of God into a powerful double aged sword that pierces the dividing asunder of soul and spirit born in marrow and is a a designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's what Hebrews 12 tense talks about. Hebrews chapter what? What and honey, please help me with that. It's the word of God is, is powerful. Sharper than double edged sword. It's Hebrews chapter 1. Yeah, just help me. I need to quote it correctly for God's people. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, so that's what high yield is. And now in the most scale. M-O-H, more scale. This is the scale that measures the strength of precious metals. Rubies, number nine. Yeah? Second to diamond. Diamond is number ten. Diamond is the strongest. It's one metal that's used to cut a lot of things. But you see, there is uh, 
diamond that's, that's for embellishment, there's diamond for industrial work. So we're talking about rubies. Rubies are number nine. And that means it's so strong. So you are strong. Disease cannot put you down. Demons cannot put you down. Circumstances cannot put you down. The vicissitudes of life cannot put you down. Anything that comes your way cannot put you down. Whether people like you or they don't like you, that cannot put you down because you're strong. You're number nine. And remember, nine in the prophetic realm stands for giving birth. A woman stays for nine months before giving birth. After nine, there is giving birth. Okay? After nine, there is giving birth. Something new is birth. So number nine means something new will always be birthed out of you because you're a strong person. Onyando Osborne says, Hallelujah, man of God. How can I get an alert when anytime you're alive to be notified? Just, can you just follow? Go to Apostle Joseph Helen and click like and then you'll follow so that anytime I'm on, because you have followed me on Facebook, you've clicked follow, you will get a notification on your phone, okay? Just go and follow it right now. Glory to Jesus. Hebrews 4.12. That's right. Thank you so much. My precious Muski, my Chichi, my Lulu, uh, my Peach, uh, my last word, Stunner. Glory to Jesus. Now, my knockout. Those are all the, the adjectives and, and descriptions I use when I'm referring to my beautiful wife. Okay. Hebrews 4.12 talks about the word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. It pierces the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and is a design of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So, but that word is a rhema, not the logos, okay? All logos is God breathed, but rhema is what will bring you the present miracle you're looking for right now, okay? Glory to Jesus forevermore. All right, so let's carry on with this beautiful word. So look at how powerful this virtue is, this hayel, yeah? Now, it's important for you to understand that the best rubies are a vivid crimson with a tinge of blue. Vivid crimson, red with a tinge of blue. Now, red stands for life because blood is the life of the physical body. But red also stands for significant, something important, for example. One of the reasons they use red on Valentine's is not only to depict love, but also to make it a red letter day, an important day. So red stands for something significant. It stands for love. It stands for life. Yeah, it stands for salvation because of the blood of Jesus. It stands for a warning. Yeah, something significant or, or danger. Red always is used to warn people. Okay, a red um, has very many different meanings, but I've just given you a feel. Okay, so the best rubies are a tinge of red. I mean, uh, crimson, crimson. They are vivid crimson with a tinge of red. So that means all, all the beautiful meanings of red. And then blue stands for heaven. Blue stands for the word of God. Blue stands for sonship. Blue stands for royalty. If you hear about royal blue, then blue stands for wealth and success. The people, the wealthy people of old, sons of kings always wore blue. Okay? There were four colors that were significant uh, or are significant to the Bible. Red, and I've already given you the meaning. Blue, and I've already given you the meaning. And then there is uh, purple, okay? And linen or white. Red, blue, purple, and white. So anyone who had 
red, blue, purple, and white as part of their attire was seen as extremely wealthy and rich. Purple, of course, standing for royalty, kingship, okay? Because it's a mixture of life and sonship, okay? Blood and sun. Jesus the sun. Red and blue. You mix them together, you get purple. That's how you see things in the prophetic realm. Glory to Jesus. So, so you see, red also stands for a covenant, especially the covenant of marriage. So, uh, Hayel and rubies stand for marriage. There's something beautiful about finances and marriage. If you're in agreement with your spouse, anything you agree concerning anything, the Bible says, if any two agree touching anything, it shall be done. Okay? And I've already mentioned to you, Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9, that two is better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So when a husband and a wife are working together, or when you're in agreement with somebody, you decide, I'm going to be in agreement with this person, and we're going to work together with this person, your reward will be much better than if you are alone. Okay? Glory to Jesus. And these are things you say. Start saying these things, your, your life will change. Don't wait for us to pray for you. Start saying, I'm strong. I have might. I'm efficient. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I'm surrounded by angels of God. Angelic hosts of finances have surrounded me. Angel God Malio has rewarded me for the work that I do. Say it. I have been rewarded in Jesus' name by Angel Gamaliel. I have wealth from Angel Gadiel. Financial secrets are revealed to me by Angel Raziel. I'm blessed with financial blessings by Angel Barachel. Financial doors are opened for me because Angel Raziel operates in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. You see, that's how you activate the word of God. And finances and riches and wealth start following you. Say it and say it and say it. Don't stop. Keep confessing it. Don't you ever say I'm broke. Don't you ever say I don't have money. Don't you ever say I'm, I'm troubled. Don't you ever don't say negative things. Don't confess negative things. Confess Hayil. C-H-A-Y-I-L. Hayil. Strength. Virtue. And say, I'm above rubies. My marriage is blessed. Okay? Glory to Jesus. My family is blessed. Everything about my life is blessed, okay? Now, virtue comes through fiery trials. You see, all precious metals have to be subjected to the fiery furnace. They have to be taken through extreme temperatures to purify them. So sometimes you may go through difficulties in life. Do not give up because those difficulties help to purify you so that your value or your virtue as a precious gemstone before God. Remember the Bible says we are living stones that are fitted at, together as the house of God. You know, in the book of 1 Peter, we are living stones. We are building up the house of God. Glory to Jesus. Yeah. So 1 Peter 1 verse 7 says that the testing of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it is tried with fire, may result in praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That when you are tested, you are purified. So the difficulties you went through during the lockdowns, during the corona pandemic, and the losses you may have suffered are all tests that are intended to purify your resolve and to strengthen you because difficulties have a way of strengthening us. You see, the Bible says Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. That though he was a son, yet learned he obedience by the things he suffered. The suffering he went through made him obedient to the Father. So he was able to respond to the Father 
more promptly and greater with greater accuracy and yieldedness because of the difficulties you went through. So don't feel horrible that things have been hard for you, that money has been difficult to get. You're coming out. I'm speaking to you right now. You're coming out of that financial difficulty. You're coming out of debt in Jesus' name. I taught you yesterday on how to get out of debt. Please go and watch the video and read the text that I posted on my Facebook page about how to get out of debt. You can get out of debt, I promise you. And today I'm talking to you about strength. Hayel, the difficulties you're going through are purifying you. Don't get bitter. Don't complain. Don't protest. Okay? Instead, start making the right confessions and wake up early in the morning and go to work and everything will be beautiful, okay? When your faith is tried, it will produce virtue. In 2 Peter 1 verse 5, 2 Peter 1 verse 5, the Bible says, and besides this, making every effort to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Virtue will always produce knowledge. So you add to your faith what? Virtue. So faith alone is not enough. You need virtue, you need high yield, you need strength, you need might, you need efficiency, you need wealth, you need to be surrounded by angels. Glory to Jesus forevermore. So besides this, making every effort add to your faith virtue. This virtue needs knowledge. The one who is knowledgeable is the one that will solve problems. And the one that solves problems is the one that will get the money. Glory to Jesus. Okay. The one that has the knowledge is the one that has the money. Okay? So, now that you believe in Christ Jesus, put in virtue. Say, I'm virtuous. I'm strong. I have might. I have power. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I'm prosperous. I'm successful. Angels have surrounded me. Angels of money. They've surrounded me. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as you walk, going to work, as you wake up in the morning, as you walk on your computer, on your phone, or whatever gadgets you use for your work, money will start coming your way. So, virtue is with you. And then, knowledge. That means study. Read. This is something I emphasize all the time. Every single week, make sure you're reading something. If you're not reading, listen to podcasts. Listen to podcasts. It's the same as reading. Yeah? There are so many podcasts on a lot of things. Okay? There's one called Planet Money that I like listening to. There's another one that talks about how I built this. They talk about how people built their businesses, small business, medium business, even big businesses. So you also learn how people build their businesses and the challenges they go through. I like uh, listening to Wondery, Business Wars, seeing how uh, Hashi and Mars were fighting it over chocolate wars. You see, uh, recently I've been, I've been listening to Uber versus Lyft. Yeah, Uber, the taxi business versus Lyft. These two companies fought each other for many, many years, you know, to dominate the transport business. Of course, we have um, Airbnb as well. You got to get podcasts that can help you in just 20 to 30 minutes understand a lot of things about how these businesses were built and how their founders started so that you may copy, use the same method to build your own business. Airbnb, that means airbed. And breakfast. So this guy started by simply having you with your air bed, you know, that bed that you pump with air. It's called air bed. And then when you go to your friend, then they give you a place to lie, and then they give you breakfast and they pay a little money. This is how they started their app called Air B and B, Air Bed and Breakfast. 
and it became so huge that it shook the hospitality and hotel industry. You know, it disrupted what used to be the scoop in the hotel and hospitality industry. So they started making the common person just like Uber, anyone with a car that is good, could earn some money by transporting people. And now anybody who has a little space, maybe one bedroom you could share with somebody, yeah, of course, there are risks in everything, but who cares? You know, that's what the world is about. You take those risks, in, you learn your wisdom, and you succeed. That's Airbnb. And there are very many different companies as well. Uh, for example, um, KFC versus uh, Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A, yeah, that company that used to sell chicken, uh, that sells chicken, okay? So those you find in business wars. So study, study, add to virtue, knowledge. I know these things. I listen to podcasts a lot. Even today, I listen to three podcasts. Okay? three That's over one hour of listening to podcasts. Then I read. I study the Word of God. I study different books on entrepreneurship, on leadership, on organization, on finances, so that I get to know what's going on. I also want to know what's going on politically around the world because the politics of the world will affect your business. They will affect your faith. So you get to know how to pray for governments of the world. Glory to God. Your own government and different governments of the world. Okay? So you add to your faith, virtue, and your virtue, knowledge. So you must make every effort to develop your virtue. Let Hayil be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay? If you are watching me and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the moment to get to know him as Lord and Savior. Please say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. I am now a child of God. Glory to God. If you pray that prayer, now you belong to the kingdom of God. Then these words that I speak can now turn into Rema in your life and they will completely transform you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I'll be teaching you more and more on prophecy, how to hear the voice of God, and I'll be helping translate, interpret, actually not translate, but interpret your dreams, okay? Dreams are very fundamental and a very significant way God speaks to his people. He said that if there's a prophet among you, he will speak to that prophet in dreams and visions, you know, similitude and visions in the... In Hebrew, the dream, a dream is called Halom. Okay? There is a king called King Hezekiah who was actually healed in a dream. He dreamed that he was getting healed. And when he woke up, the disease was gone. Okay? Did you know that Jacob became rich because he saw in a dream ring, streaked animals, spotted and speckled animals. When he woke up, he went and painted the watering place, ring, streaked, speckled and spotted. So when the animals would be drinking and they would be mating, they started producing after what he dreamed. So dreams are so important. Did you know that God gave Solomon wisdom through a dream? Yeah? In the book of 2 Chronicles 1 verse 10, God gives Solomon wisdom through a dream. Is it 2 or 1 Chronicles? Let me just check that really quickly so that I'm accurate. Yes, 2 Chronicles 1 verse 10. He he says in a dream, God speaks to him in a dream and he says, give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people for who can judge these people, these thy people that is so great. All that in a dream. 
So don't take your dreams lightly. Prophetic people take their dreams very seriously. Okay? And I'm always teaching about dreams. Okay? Glory to Jesus forevermore. All right, my wonderful people. I love you so very much. I look forward to ministering to you tomorrow. Please share this widely with your friends. Let me say bye-bye to my podcast audience. I love you so very much. You wonderful people who listen to my podcast. This is Joseph Helen, your friend. Till next time, bye-bye. Thank you.